Welcome to the Leadership Spark Podcast, where we equip you to be the great leader your people deserve. I'm Hampton, joined by Corey. And during this week, we have been doing some episodes on leading change. And specifically yesterday, we started a little two-day series on the six leading change guardrails. And we did one through three, so I'll recap those, but would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to them. Number one is keeping the focus on the opportunities um, or keeping the focus on the compelling vision of the change. Again, these are, these are guardrails. And so if people start to drift, these are things that we want to focus on. So that was number one. Two is building a change coalition. Uh, we have the diffusion of innovators, or sorry, <laughs> the diffusion of invasions model uh, by Everett Rogers in one of our lessons. You can Google it. It'll be really helpful for you to understand that one. And then number three is orchestrate and celebrate the small wins. So we'll pick up number uh, today on number four, which is to define clear actions and keep them visible. Most people are not disciplined enough or motivated enough to just be given a task once and then spend days, weeks, or even months working on it. It's got to be visible. It's got to be measurable. Uh, if you look back at number three, I think these go hand in hand, celebrating the small wins. And so if there's visibility into uh, the work that's getting done um, during the change, and then there's small wins, there's metrics, there's visibility into it where you can have conversations about it, have some accountability around it, and um, just really ultimately lead to uh, teamwork because you're all able to look and see the progress that you're making. It's going to be a lot better than if there's no visibility at all. Corey, what's number five? Yeah, number five is is it's really a way you think about think about getting the work done. It's small experiments. Is oftentimes the best decision is to go for the big bang change, and most of the time people approach it that way. It's like I'm going to change this, and it's going to impact everybody in my organization. And sometimes you have to do that. It's the best decision, or you're forced to do that. But often you can leverage small experiments to make sure the change adds value and the change sticks. And so. This idea of experimentation or having small, small experiments, starting small with your change. And if it works, you expand it. If it doesn't work, you pivot to something new or you learn from it. And then when you take it to the next level or you take it to the next part of the organization or the bigger team, that it's in a position to be more successful. And so start small. Use small experiments to validate your assumptions about value and the value that you expect to get from the change. And what you learn from those experiments will either push you to persevere and keep moving or it'll cause you to pivot as a result. And so that's something to think about is start small with small experiments, pivot or persevere based on the outcomes of that. And so Hampton, why don't you wrap us up with the sixth and final guardrail? Number six, communicate, 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 and communicate. then communicate and more. communicate <laughs> yep. and communicate. <laughs> Yeah, you said it. So you can never really communicate too much when leading change. When you think you've communicated enough, the reality is you've just started. And remember, if you confuse, you lose. So people need clarity, connection, contribution, and consistency. We talk about the four C's a lot. They need that when it comes to communication about change. So commit to communicate in a way that moves people. And uh, for, for leaders, you might feel like you're just beating a dead horse. and keep communicating. It's really important, but it doesn't have to be the exact same way in the same meeting every week. It can be uh, you you verbally communicate in a meeting or you send out a Slack message or you send out an email or um, a great idea is if you see that somebody on your team is really embracing the change that you've been communicating, ask them to communicate it as well. There, there's um, That's really a great opportunity to build uh, internal champions so that it's not always you 
doing it. So even empower other people to communicate it for you. So that's number six. So those are the six guardrails for change. Again, the guardrails guardrail is there to be a protector, right? To protect you, to stay on course whenever you think about your change. So use those, apply those. Think about when you are executing change, think about those six guardrails and make sure that you can check the box for each each of those six and it'll keep your your change on track. And so we've walked you through a few days of this idea of leading change. We want to equip you to be a great change leader. We feel like that's a fundamental skill that you need to be a great leader for your people. And so we've walked through why change is hard. We walked through the importance of of casting a compelling vision and focusing that vision on the opportunity that the change creates. We talked about the survive and thrive responses. We've talked about the change equation. We've talked about the guardrails. Hopefully encouraged you and equipped you with pragmatic things that you can do to be a great change leader. So go back, listen to these, share these with your friend, rate this, review this, wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get this out to as many people as possible and let's change our worlds by being great leaders of change.